Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of a Sift Taker Snapshots podcast. Uh, joining me today from behind the mic is Tim. Hello there. How are you, mate? You good? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, glad that the weather's changed. It's getting a little bit warm, but yeah. I still, I'm still dying for some rain here. Apparently it's raining other places. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cooler. That's all I care about, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just want it to be awful because I'm going on holiday on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> And also joining us is uh, Liam. Sorry, everyone. I'm still alive. I know. You know, you know, there's no one more depressed about that than me. <laughs> Are you all right, mate? I am, yeah. yeah. I'm doing all right. I'm losing some weight as well. I walked, you walked into my parents' house today. <laughs> I walked into my parents' house today. Mum was like, is it raining outside? I went, no, I'm just still overweight and it's hot. <laughs> Right, so t- today we're going to have a bit of a chat about some of the lists from Gen Con. Not necessarily how they did in the cut, we're just going to pick some lists from the three heats that we like. Uh, what else have we got? We've got the team event that we're running, and also general X-Wing tidbits. <laughs> so, Tim, you go first. Have you found a list you like? Yeah, so we're just looking. Um, so there's obviously there's there was three heats for Gen Con. Uh, we've not got the challenge. I know obviously Duncan uh, beat Andrew Knuckles in the final. I think so. Once we get round to that, we can obviously see those lists. Um, but I think it was quite clear to see that um, people have you know obviously been looking at Hanover and seeing how the decimator was doing. And like you don't have to scroll down too far even in heat one. So I think uh, Jonathan uh, Grasser uh, topped uh, Swiss with uh, Decimator. Uh, so the Monarchy Decimator, Vader Defender, two ties. You know, scroll down a little bit, you can see Will Haywood with the German uh, list. Um, so yeah, let's have a chat about. Let's have a chat. Well, we can have a chat about. Um, we'll have a chat about Jonathan Swiss as it, as it came top. So uh, Monarchy, uh, which is the. Uh, has three charges, and what you can do in the end phase is basically spend a charge to flip a uh, reinforce to the other side. So what you tend to do is, is perhaps on the turn, like before you're about to get into the engagement, you reinforce the rear, and then you can flip it to the front and either double reinforce or reinforce target lock or whatever you want to do. You've got Sim Sister, uh, Moff Gerard, Proximity Mines, and Dauntless. Uh, the Dauntless title is amazing, um, basically allowing you to um, do any action when you bump. Jerdrad's um, um, really good on there, isn't it? Though, because yeah. that's, that's the boost one, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, um, I think you can use it around the corner. Yeah, I think you use it every third turn. Is it? I think it's three charge. Um, it's two, every two or three turns. But basically, uh, you declare your boosting. Uh, I think either forwards, left, or right, and any ship can choose to do that for. I want to say a stress. Um, But yeah, with those proximity mines on the decimator as well, you can then, um, yeah, do a cheeky boost and then drop. Or um, I mean, it may help uh, Vader Defender as well. Like with that white K turn, being able to do a, uh, oh, I suppose it's stressful. But does Vader care? I mean, he can still K turn and spaff all his force. He's not bothered. Yeah, because you'll still get the evade token, won't he? Because it's just, or is it, it's evade action, isn't it? No, no, it's an evade action. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, I think there's still some some use there, maybe. Um, But yeah, you've got Vader Defender with Malice Duke, HLC, uh, ISB ISB Jingoist with Deadman Switch, which 
I'm not a fan of dead band switch on the, the ISBs because what I tend to see is that another Imperial ship will be near that and then just takes the damage. Um, but yeah, we're certainly seeing uh, revival in the decimators because uh, they only give up half points in one scenario now. Um, so that's you know what sixteen health plus the, you know <laughs> the, with the reinforce that you have to chew through to be able to get those seven points. I'll tell you what I do find interesting is that we're seeing people moving away from um, Palpatine and onto the Seventh Sister with everyone stressing themselves for focuses and things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I think Seventh Sister works on orange tokens as well, so might be um, might have a use into um, FO in that respect. I didn't know it's that. Uh, so Monarchy, uh, Crew, Sump Sister. Let's see if we can find it. Sump Sister. Uh, so if an enemy ship at naught to one would gain a stress token. Oh no, it's just stress tokens. I'm not mm. sure think it's somebody else. Uh, oh, you can it's give it. Great. You can give it a jam or or tractor. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. where I got the orange token from. Um, so yeah, um, I made a mistake at Worlds and, and I think I boosted into range one of a decimator with Sump Sister and then suddenly. <laughs> got attracted away so i'm like oh i completely forgot about that but yeah um i mean it's kind of there just for the force but yeah you just don't you don't want to be boosting into range one with it or yeah key turn in you know the other side of it like i might do with obi-wan i'm just glad that they can't fit um death troopers as well yeah yeah no that would be bad um but yeah, no, it's a decent list. I think, um, well, whilst I'm here, let's bring up Moff Jergerod uh, and just make sure we get his rules right. So he's two charged, so you can do it every other turn. Um, uh, so during the system's fa- system phase, you spend two charge. If you do, choose either left, forward, or right template. Each friendly ship may perform a red boost action using that template. The best bit is that there's no range. <laughs> no, correct, yeah. Board, board wide. Um... Like, probably won't get a lot of use out of it in the salvage mission, um, but I think anything, anywhere else it, it could be useful. And, you know, certainly for getting blockers in and, and like perhaps getting TIE fighters somewhere where your opponent's not expecting. When I was flying it, I found it was great for getting the decimate. You know, when you get to the corner and you have that awkward turn, you could sort of boost into the corner, then come on out a lot quicker. Yeah. It means you'd be able to get back into the fight quicker. Like I say, that that boost and then proximity mine because in the system phase it's done in initiative order, but then you choose out of those two system phase triggers what you want to do first. So you could drop your prox mine, then boost, or boost and then drop the proximity mine, much like you know the FO bombers uh, can do. Um, so it, I'm very happy to see the decimators back because I love the decimator. It's yeah. really daunting to see it across from the table as well because you look at it and go right then. That's a lot to chew through, and I don't think my list has got the appetite to do it. Yeah, not all lists can take one down, can they? No. I mean, I, I guess we, I, we might as well touch on uh, Will Haywood, who took um, uh, Ketch's list from Hanover. So that's mm. Monarchy with Ruthless, Darth Vader, Triple Zero, BT-1, and then Oikon with Ruthless, Death Troopers, Fifth Brother, Dauntless. Um, so what you've got there is you've got two decimators now. So again, only in one scenario in four do they give up half points. So that's 14, uh, 14 points that you're kind of 
you know, keeping safe there. You've got Ruthless on both of them. So I had it um, in a practice game against Dom yesterday where he had killed Oiken uh, at Initiative 4, but I kept him on the board and then I was able to fire with Mourner and then use Ruthless with Mourner on Oiken because even though he was dead, I can just put another damage into him. <laughs> um, Darth Vader is really good, solid crew. So essentially it's uh, range 2 in arc, spend a force and they either have to spend a green token or take a damage um so if they've spent their green token um or they this way they've not used their green token then that's that's good um triple zero bt1 work well together so triple zero is a is a, a, a zero to one bubble um take a stress or give me a calculate and then bt1 is against a, when you attack a stress ship you can turn uh, as many hits to crits as they have stress tokens um, so also, that, Dauntless um, Death Troopers makes that sad time as well. Yeah, so that's on Oiken. So yeah, the Death Troopers mean that you don't clear as you would do normally at, at when you're not one of those uh, uh, Death Troopers. So uh, either if you're doing blue maneuvers or if you've got some ability that allows you to shed stress, uh, yeah, the Death Troopers don't let you do that. Uh, Fifth Brother, I mean, he's really there for a bit of force, maybe, but also can turn Eyeball to a crit, and then Dauntless mm. again, and three um tie fighters um which is interesting i don't like overtune mod modulators um i just ended up having four strain tokens on a tie fighter and <laughs> he, was, he was strained forever um i would much rather see contraband cybernetics or um uh false transponder codes possibly mm. i don't know um cloaking device is interesting like in some scenarios you know you can get that you know, Tie Fighter just cloaks up and just goes right. Well, I've got you know five agility and a focus token now. Yeah, I'm probably um, not going to die. But yeah, no. So it's good to see. Like, um, I feel a lot of double decimators in one point uh, and that was it. Like that list was literally two decimators. So the fact that you can have now two decimators and three Tie Fighters is kind of crazy. Do you think that? The half points thing is going to be a bit of a problem because I also saw on um, another, I can't remember where I saw it now, a double falcon list, which is a similar sort of thing. I mean, you know, just yes, tanking no. points. I, I, I don't think so, really. Like, the way I've seen it is so the compromise there is that against a lot of those, like the double falcon list, is what, what other ships have they got in the list and how do they hold objectives? Like, if it's salvage. Um, or um, scramble, you know, they've got to give up actions to be scrambling, they've got to be towing crates, and do you really want those ships towing? Like, the the, the reason the decimate list works well is because you've got three TIE fighters to do, go and, you know, do do the objective work while the decimate is going to be a pain. Now, alright, the large bases do help in assault, where obviously the, the large bases count for two, but that's only two, you know, if they've got two or three ships nearby, then you potentially don't contest that. So I don't think it's a massive problem. Um, I mean, large ships do die eventually, and then you get that big swing. So, you know, I've seen a lot of games where it's like kind of that 13, 14 point mark, and you then know that you can't afford for any of your big ships to die because then it's just game over. That's a fair shout. Have you seen anything? Like like what you say, mate? I was, just, I was saying to Tim, like, I think we had a game like that where like, you were using Maul in the gauntlet and like it was pretty even until one point it, I just flattened Maul and then it just put me too far ahead, didn't it? 
yeah, I mean, that was it. Like, um, and yeah, it was, it was like, um, some unlucky rolls and stuff like that. And, and it just meant, yeah, I, there was just no way for coming back then. Cause you know, you give up seven or eight points, um, mm. which I think is probably a fair compromise. Fair point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Do you uh, I want to give a small shout out to a guy called Lord Jason. I have no idea who you are. Uh, the choice of ships, the exception of Sunfac, I'm curious about. But I'm I'm happy that someone actually took a, a Nantex. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I hurt my finger scrolling all the way down to where he was. So he went one and four. But he took uh, DGS-286 in the droid gunship. Uh, Don't really know what his ability is, but he's got advanced proton torps and proton torps on there, so he's there to do some damage. Uh, DIS-347 in the tri-fighter with interceptor boosters, elusive, FCS, independent calcs and a shield upgrade. Sunfac with a snare, predator, lone wolf and targeting computer. And then IG-102 in the rogue class starfighter. Now, I think this is the first time I've seen someone other than Cad Bane in a uh, rogue class. Do you think he just clicked random on uh, Yasby? I mean, there's a chance, because at the same point, why wouldn't you take Cad Bane? Uh, like, it's, it's nice seeing a HMP on the board again. Uh, but in this meta, there's so many things out there that just fire large amounts of red dice that it will just crumble. Uh, it's not the same beast that used to be in 2.0. Uh, the Tri-Fighter, I feel, is a liability. Uh, it's just too brittle. It's not as manoeuvrable as an Interceptor, uh, as a Yeti Interceptor. The shield upgrade, I don't think, really does a lot to keeping it alive either. It's just one more hit. But Sunfac's good. Really like Sunfac. But the Americans think he's bad now. I mean, so I think I might I think I'll have to dust my Nantex off. So there's a little bit of synergy between DGS two eight six, which is the uh the rumba, the gunship, and DIS three four seven. So DIS three four seven at the start of the engagement phase you may acquire a lock on an object at range one to three that has a friendly lock. So I guess you are locking with the gunship, then start of engagement, yeah. you know, the, the, the tri fighter locks it as well, which gives the gunship two re rolls on its proton torp or its advanced proton torp. Uh, the gunship is before you engage, you may choose another friendly ship at naught to one. That ship transfers one calculate to you, so it's like a soft sort of double modded shot. Um, uh, so he takes two calculates, <laughs> he gets his lock, so you're getting two re rolls and a free calc. Well, you say two calculates, so he hasn't got he's got network calculations on DIS, he hasn't taken the um what's the word I'm looking for independent calculations which is uh, the list I'm looking at saying he's got it uh, okay has it just not come through on my I just exported it to okay yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. got it on. yeah so it is there so it's just not come through on the uh, the Yasby import I did um, mm. so I imagine you have them probably fairly close together with the rogue class uh, which is one of the yeah. IGs and then uh, some fact just goes off and does his own thing and some fact yeah, does have targeting computer as well, so again, that's trying to get target locks potentially, I guess. Yeah, obviously seeing the changes to Sunfac when all the points dropped, 
there's a few people out there saying Sunfak is too expen- uh, too expensive at six points, but having used him in two point five with the targeting computer, which helps cover his main issue of throwing a lot of dice but not being able to mod them efficiently enough. Uh, he's a different beast if you fly him correctly. I think the changes to fully completing are completely fine because whenever I've used him, I'm yet to even bump with him and he just does rude things to everyone. So I am looking at using that a little more often. Uh, when it comes to just liking a list in general, uh, I do like Cam Murray's. Uh, it's a, a different take of what he was running early on in 2.5, which was Boba, Fen Rao, and Kanan, I think. I think Cam's flown a lot of Boba and Fen. Yeah, he, apparently that was his bread and butter. But seeing yeah, yeah, it with uh, Kanan Jarrus and the, the Hawk now, it's just ridiculous. You've got you've got to chew through Boba Fett, which is difficult in itself. Koshka Frost in another fire spray, which is pro- possibly the strongest uh, chassis in the game. And then you've got Kanan just sitting at the back going, oh, you're shooting him with four dice? No, you're not. <laughs> shooting him with three dice? No, you're not. You're going to throw that proton torpedo, even though it's only three dice now? Like, yeah, K- it's just a Kanan strong can... list to fly well. Kanan's great for just saying... Your opponent doesn't get to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I think it's a really fun list. To be fair, it's not something I'd have the balls to fly at a big event. So fair play <laughs> to Camry because he also went four and one with it. He did make cut. Uh, I quite like Kanan with um, is it Savage? Savage, can't remember what he's called now. Savage Press. Yeah, where you can get a stress and then he can spend a fo- force and give you a focus. Yeah. Which is quite nice when he's not quite in the game as much. You know, if he's a little mm. bit behind. But no, all around that's just a great list because Bob is hard enough to kill anyway, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And it just makes him even... It, it's pointless shooting him. He's a trap. You have <laughs> to get rid of Kanan first in that list. Yeah, it's awkward though, isn't it? Because you clearly, you put Kanan in uh, a sort of a safer spot mm. and try and make them go through the fire sprays to get to him. Yeah, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. To be honest, I could see you flying something like that. Uh, I mean, it has crossed my mind. But I like, when I'm running a three-ship list, I like all three of my ships to be kind of like in the fight, packing a punch. Yeah. I like to be a little more brawly with the list, whereas this is two with the support. And I don't know what it is. It's like I don't really understand the point of bards in D and D. Like I don't understand what shouting from behind, singing a tune does. Is that because they can't throw children at people? Probably. I did do that in the D and D. I know session. you did. <laughs> should we um, should we move on to the day two? Yes. Have you seen anything while well, me and Liam have been chatting rubbish, Tim? Um, well, so I suppose the notable thing here is that uh, Resistance are topping Heat 2. Uh, so both Andrew Smith and Philip Smith. Uh, Memory of their rich. Yeah, well, they both went 5-0, and um, which is obviously showing how, how strong the uh, Resistance can be at the moment. So the Y-Wings are kind of the common theme and Poe Dameron. Um, so each have got Poe Dameron. Um, 
Although one's got iron torps, one's got proton torps, is kind of the sort of the big difference between the two. Uh, although I suppose one is the six point, so one, say, yeah, one will be one's uh, commander Poe, one's flyby. Yeah, so you'll have commander Poe with Ray. Uh, Ray is the usual um, heroic uh, Rose Finn, which can be um, very tanky uh, and also quite aggressive. Um, and you've got two Y-Wings backing it up. And then the first list is three Y-Wings, Finn with Predator Heroic Perceptive Co-Pilot, which again is a horrible combination, um, and Poe Dameron. Um, so I actually really like this list. Yeah, well, this is it. Like that three point pod is very tanky. Uh, Was it two green dice? Um, so you roll it, and if you double blank, you then add a blank with um, Finn's ability, um, heroic to re-roll, and then you've got your, fo- your two focus tokens to then to mod dice. So um, and then you can add um, can add eye- eyeballs, can't you, for the um, yeah. Take strain. Yeah, and you know if you and if you're strained, you roll one dice, you roll a blank, you add a blank. Oh look, there's two dice. I heroic that into whatever. So, yeah, it's a very tanky ship for three points. Um, you've then got three Y wings with um, a mixture of uh, so they've all got iron can turrets. Uh, you've got some electro chaff missiles, cluster mines, proton bombs. Um, They've all got engine upgrades, so they can do the three banks, the boost, get the free calculate. Um, so yeah, it's um, one of them can uh, barrel roll or boost before he lobs that chaff in this aisle as well. Nice, yeah. No, I, th- I think uh, it's quite a. It's, it's, it seems to be quite a good toolbox list. These resistance. Uh, lists yeah, I was going to say that with um, you know, it's, it's, you've got Poe out there who can go and hunt sort of aces because he's got. You know, Black One, uh, Overdrive Thrusters, Proton Torpedoes, Heroic. So, yeah, he's just bombing around, just throwing dice into aces. And then you've got the rest of the list just deals with objectives and deals with the rest of people's lists. Um, you know, there's a, quite a lot of beef in those Y-Wings. Because and they're not easy to take out, are they? They're not. I mean, it is still 7 health, 1 agility. But if you get close to them to be able to like roll more red dice and you don't kill them, then they start dropping bombs on you. And that's where you get ionized as well. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I think they're both good. Um, you know, they they've both got you know Y wings there for objectives. Uh, but like Philip's list has got Ray and Poe. Um, so that's interesting. It's slightly weaker Poe though, isn't it? Uh, it is a slightly weaker Poe, I guess. Um, he's got overdrive thrusters and air devil, so I guess he can do a hard two boost, but only every other turn. Yeah. I mean, he's still great. Well, I think I, I still prefer Flyboy. Yeah, but I guess you can't fit Flyboy in that list. So if you want to run Ray Poe and two Ys, then that is the list. Uh, although, do they not have BB-8 in a pod for two points in Resistance? Yes. I, think so, yeah. so, I suppose the difference is with um, uh, the, what's it called? Commander Poe is you can use that ability with Ray as well. Yeah. Do some really sneaky things. Yeah. Um, so that Ray build, I mean, yeah, I think that's a pretty solid Ray build, to be honest. Rose and Finn is a, a pretty sort of bolted on, so you can get four to five red dice fairly consistently. Um, and yeah, if you can make that du- double modded as well, that's a pretty hot heavy hitting. Yeah. 
You definitely don't want to get stuck in front of it, do you? Yeah. Oh, no. I quite like more experienced Ray players. You'll see them sort of kite a little bit before coming in. So they, they do sort of a bit of a kite in and take a few pot shots before really throwing her in there and like basically wiping things out. Yeah, and I think like I mean this one's good because you got the heroic there as well. So like if you're you know not range one, um, you're still tanking a fair amount of damage there. Because if you roll a blank, you add a blank, you heroic. Yeah, you know, and then you know, a ray can use her ability to change a, a, a dice to an evade. Um, so yeah, got to keep that front art pointing. The most experienced ray player I've seen crashed out of XTC. Weird tactic, <laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> Such a wind up. Um, I mean, I haven't been here for three weeks. Just shout out to Crispy going, was it top 30? Yeah. So he'd come third. So great. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that's the list I was going to pick out because Dion took it as well. Yeah. Uh, I think we spoke about that list quite a lot. Um, Just give him the shout out for it because he's done well. I mean, it is his list. Yeah. He's come out with that since, since the points change, I think. And he was already running something similar. It's a ridiculous list, and he knows how to fly it. Which is why I've said previously, uh, in different places, that I think currently he's the best FO player in the world. Yeah, there's no arguments for any of us, is there? there? <laughs> no, and that's... I mean, it damages my ego a bit. Because, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing FO quite a bit at the moment. But, I mean, results speak for themselves, don't they? He's doing oh. the business. It's a fair shout. I'm looking at a... Where's it gone now? Just a little a scum list from uh, Brendan Edwards. So he's got the Mandalorian, Cad Bane, uh, Manaru, and Latine. Um, Latine. Latine's the evade one, isn't she? Oh, yeah, it's Andres, his old favourite ship. Yeah. It just, it's just some scummy nonsense, which I like. It's got the Mandalorian with um, Marksmanship, Fearless, The Child, L3, uh, Jamming Beam, BT1, Contraband, and then the Razor Crest. And I imagine... Oh, he's got Contraband. He's probably got False Transponders under the Razor Crest most of the time. Um, you got Cad Bane, Ion Cannon, Heavy Laser, Contraband, False, tram- False Transponder Codes, Xanadu Blood, and Zuckus, which is a great combo. Um... And you've got Manaru, Notorious, Gar Saxon, Contraband, Punishing One, uh, R5, P8. And then you've got Latine with Marksmanship and Ion Cannon. Just a lot of heavy hitters, really. I, I really like the, the Cad Bane sort of Zuckus combo you can play at. Probably worth. Um... Oh, that... Yeah. Oh, go on. That's right, you, you go. I was going to say, I've played the, uh, I, I've, I've used the Zuckus Cad Bane thing a couple of times. Where it's like, oh, look, I've got like three hits, you've evaded one. Uh, just re roll it anyway. I gain the stress. And I'm like, oh, you can have the stress for free. Would you like to re roll this dice for a stress? <laughs> it's good fun. I, I do like the, uh, the Scum Cad Bane. I don't think he gets enough play, but I don't know. I need to give it a few more. Well, a bit more time on the table. I think, in all honesty, yeah. 
there's the problem is there's better five shit five pointers in there usually. Like usually if you've got five points spare, you put Manaru there. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I think Scum's in a weird place where it doesn't have good enough four-point ships, but it's got a plethora of five-point options that all just seem to be better. Yeah. But it is nice to see it actually getting some play in there. You know, even the um, the Separatist one's been getting some play here and there. Yeah, it took them a while to actually start putting it on the table. I, think I didn't think it's that much play. The, the Separatist's CAD's ability is probably better. Just uh, before we move on, it might be worth uh, pointing out, so Andrew Knuckles played uh, in day two. Uh, so where's he gone? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, so he made the final, and he had Vader Defender with uh, HRC Malice Duke, and then one, two, three, four, five TIE Fighters. So you got a bit of a tie swarm there with Iden Versio, uh, two Jingoists, Valen uh, Rudor, and Wampa. It's probably the the best showing I've seen uh, Vader Defender have. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot yep. of it here. Like we know it's popular in America, um, so I guess if you take it enough times, it's gonna do well. Question mark. Well, <laughs> I think they're just taking it so much to prove a point now. Because they've said it's the most unbeatable thing and it's absolutely busted, broken, and yet it still hasn't won an event. I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those, like, he is a heavy hitter, but he has got some real serious flaws, like he just, you know, bad green dice. And if you end up bumping or whatever and not got your tokens and stuff, then, yeah, he, he does tend to die. Um, so you have to fly him well, and you have to fly him well all day through Swiss and all day through the cut you know make one mistake and you lose a game especially in cut you know you lose lose a game you're out so um yeah i think and he's, you do have to fly him well as you've said like if he gets hit by a chaff and he's there with no green token at all he's stressed he's gonna put three hits out but he's taking a hell of a lot more yeah, and I, I guess in the meta, like, you know, if you're seeing a lot of resistance doing well, um, so you've got those Poe Dameron's rolling around at Initiative 6 as well, um, so your road roll is really important, um, because if Poe Drive is moving second, he can arc dodge and then lob a, a proton torpedo in at Vader. Um, then you've also got FO doing well at the moment, and they will just jam all his tokens off, um, so he has, yeah, no defensive mods at all and then you're just re- relying on the dice gods to basically see you through at that point yeah i still think there's a lot of boogeymen that affect how well vader plays i mean as i said as i alluded to before i'm going to start be start using some fac again and if i see a vader defender across the board from me i'm gonna have a good time because he's not throwing enough greens and i'm putting out five well probably four hits on average if i've got my lock it's going to be great. But I guess that's what that, that comes down to road roll then, doesn't it? You know, and, and there will be times where, you know, that, that crucial turn you might lose out. But I guess that is what, you know, the benefit of road is supposed to obviously give us. Mm. But it puts a lot of pressure on a, a Vader player. Like I used to fly Fen all the time. And the amount of headaches I had after two games. 
because I was sitting there going, I have to get this engaged right. Otherwise, it's pointless me playing because I'm playing with just Boba. But, uh, I mean, Which, you pay your points for him. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it, it he's expensive and it takes a toll on you throughout the day. And I, I don't think he's that overpowered that it's worth doing at the moment. No. I I never worry too much when I've seen a Vader in front of me. It's the X1 Vader that I find more difficult. Mm. Especially at the moment with the pattern analyzer nonsense that he can do. Well, that's it. Pattern analyzer, afterburners. Yeah. It just gives him so many options with sort of his dial. And then you've still got, you know, very consistent sort of damage output with my control system. Um, I think Brilliant Evasion tends to be a fairly decent one as well, which helps him a little bit on defense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that Vader's not that bothered if he gets one jam token either. No. Cool. So, any others from Heat 2? Not for me. Anything not for me. No. Let's have a quick look towards the bottom. I've not got that far. See if we can see anything interesting. That's <laughs> That can't be right. For some reason, it's showing Duncan Howard right at the bottom. I think he transferred from day two to day three. All right, that might be it. Because you can see he played zero games. No, let's have a look at the next one. Lord Jason's on there as well. He must have transferred. Yeah, he did. He transferred (laughs) from day two to day one. Cool. So we'll look at the... uh, Heat three. Interesting that uh, another resistance list has topped Swiss again. Yeah, I want to shout out Andrew Lippens to be honest, uh, because he was in my team of three for the trilogy tournament. Uh, he was my very first XTC opponent, and apparently he's quite big in the uh, resistance uh, <laughs> circle thing that Rich loves. <laughs> But it, it's ridiculous. It's Poe, three Y-Wings, and Kaz. And I've played this a handful of times now. It's just so difficult to beat. Every time I see it, I'm just like, this is going to be a difficult, difficult 75 minutes. Was this what you had to replay in the XTC as well? Yeah. And I, I met the guy. I, I can't pronounce his name. He told me it's very hard to pronounce. Uh, it's a French John, name, obviously, because he's French. It's John Smith. That's yeah, not even close. It's named. No, after, it's I think he said it was named after a, an old town in France or something. But his his name's Carcassonne. I just don't no, know. It's, not, it's Aurelien Coudre. There you go. <laughs> he's actually a really nice bloke. Oh, he's absolutely lovely. I've but seen him do some filthy things with that exact same list because he was he frustrated Poe, then he slammed. And then um, two bank boost in. So turn two, he was engaging behind this guy's list. Yeah, he's really good. He did a similar thing to me, but I turned in because I didn't want Poe behind me. Yeah. I just decided to gift him grudge. I, it is nice to see that Resistance are back in the game a bit. Because they were just yeah. sort of tootling along on the sidelines for a while, weren't they? Yeah, it's the aggressively costed White Wings, I think, have made them a a big hit. I mean, I might be wrong, but they seem to be the most common denominator across all the uh, 
the lists and anyone worth their salt's taking them. It seems no, like an I obvious choice. 100% agree with you. It shows how bad they were because even Richard stopped flying him. The only reason he picked them up was, oh, they're cheap, and then found a store yeah. where they were also cheap. <laughs> yeah, he convinced me to buy some more. He convinced everyone to buy some more. I've never seen Adam open his uh, Y-Wing box, and he ended up buying another. <laughs> it's daft, really, because I could have just used some of my other ones. I've got that many. It's not the same, is it? You need new yeah. ones. <laughs> Is there anything there that you've spotted, Tim? Uh, I think, well, we'll probably obviously talk about Duncan Howard's list. So uh, Duncan uh, won the event in the end, and he was flying Republic. Uh, I noticed as well, like, Nicholas Tobin did quite well with Republic, which is you know good to see. Uh, but Duncan's list uh, was uh, Anakin in the Delta 7B with Chopper, Compassion, Spare Parts, and Crackshot. Uh, Obi-Wan in the Delta 7 with CLT, or uh, calibrated laser targeting and elusive and r2d2 uh that r2d2 is actually uh quite interesting because that that's the one that can uh, eat up bombs and devices um so that's quite an interesting uh ability it's got to like you know yeah remove bombs or buzz droids or mines and stuff like that uh control uh with r7a7 which is i want to say the one that turns hits to crits uh Besh title to basically spend the lock, turn a blank or eyeball to a hit, proton bomb, synchronized console, crack shot, and then you got Hound in the lap with C3PO, Corky, Cruise, some fleet gunner, agile gunner, and synchronized console. Um, so um, it's something I've started running a little bit is uh, Corky. So you've got C3PO for the double calculator, I think it is, and then um, Corky can then pass those green tokens around. Uh, I'll just double check those other abilities. Uh, but you've got a few crack shots there. Um, you know, Anakin is uh, initiative six, so he's going to be, um, you know, trying to be the ace and getting around there. And then obviously, you've got Chopper, will be erratic at some point, so uh, handing out jams. Uh, a little bit of synchronized console in there, so passing target lock. So nice bit of synergy. You've got some fleet gunner as well. So yeah, it's. Um, it's okay. It, it it doesn't sort of scream out at me, but obviously Duncan's flown that very well to obviously take take the uh, the title. And you know, yeah, it's, it's a four ship list as well in the scenarios. I did listen to him actually talk about it on it was either Fly Better or Gold Squadron. I can't remember which. <clears throat> and he was saying how it was um, great with Anakin's ability and Chopper because of the. Like the ability queue thing, you can do weird things with it. Mm-hmm. Dump the stress, then boost to try and get your um to get the range one jam. Yeah, you can also because again because of the way the ability queue works, if you're range one of someone, you can take that red evade and Anakin it away straight away, and then still have your action steps and all that stuff. Yeah. So I just having a look. So um C three PO is uh whilst you're calculating you can reroll defence dice. Um so that you know potentially keeps Hound around for longer. because um, a lot of these lists, I mean, essentially Seven Fleet Gunner comes uh stapled on now to, to the lats. Um so they are very much a support piece and they can obviously 
make the Jedi like just yeah roll four dice. You know, it just suddenly turns an okay attack into a really good attack. So, um, yeah, and, and yeah, nice bit of synergy with synchronized console. You can have fire convergence going off there as well. Um, and then you know, apart from Hound, you're looking at what two initiative fives and initiative six ship there. There's quite an easy list. You still there? Sorry, I just had to, do some, had to do some dad duties. Right. <laughs> Everybody just went to quiet. I'm just like, oh. Uh, but no, yeah, well played to Duncan. Um, I mean, just scrolling down, Nicholas Tobin is essentially the same. Before we move on, I wanted to just say it's interesting to see uh, all the Delta 7s because we've not been seeing that um, in Europe anyway. It, it's, it's more of a 7Bs we're seeing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... Again, I think it's one of those high risk, high reward kind of ships because you have to fly it well. Because if you don't, then you you know you got your two agility there. Um, you know, I think Nicholas has got you know dedicated on control to get, try and get some re rolls um, on those those green dice. But yeah, if you um, you let those seven Bs get shot too many times, yes, they've got six six health. Um, but you know, there's only two agility there, so. You can push damage through if you get con consistent three dice attacks. I see it's got the R2D2 for the regen on Nicholas's list, but you can also get an extra charge with the spare parts canister. Yep. So if... you can disappear and regen for a bit. Yeah. Which is quite filthy. I hate regen. But this is it, though. Like, you know. You just if if you can focus fire and burn them down, then you know you may not have the opportunity to regen. Um, yeah, but no, I I think that yeah they're decent. So you've got Obi Wan in Nicholas's list with heightened perception and Duke. So, uh, yeah, he he'll be looking you know do the evade action and then you know just duking stuff down. Ion Cannon for a little bit of control. Um, mm. he's got. Control with delayed fuses and proximity mines. I've taken delayed fuses back off again. I think synchronized console is a lot better. Like, if there's ever a risk of me dropping a proximity mine that might hit my own ship, I just don't drop it. I've never had a situation where I'm like, I'll drop it with a delayed fuse so that I can fly through it. You know, I, yeah, I think synchronized console is probably the better option for the one point, but, you know, dealer's choice at the end of the day. I mean, it's definitely an interesting tournament, and obviously Duncan Howard did come first. I'll be interested to see how many first orders he came across. And obviously we're aware that there was some issues, with, like some rules misunderstandings, and I feel like that if that wasn't to happen, maybe the entire top cut would have shaken out differently. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I, 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 matchup. I don't know how, like, from what I've heard, it was. It, I mean, we're not, not name and shame or anything like that, but no, we're not. No, it's, no. it's it, it, from what I understand, it's just it was just an isolated incident, as in it was one person. I don't think it's like the whole event were playing the rules wrong. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I I think what you got to remember though with with first order is that you're not. It's not unknown anymore. So initially, when they when they were coming out and doing very well to start with, you know, people hadn't played against a lot of those bombers with chaff clouds, whereas people have now. So 
but I think you know you start to understand the tricks a bit more, and you you know you can, you know, it's not so much of that shock factor anymore when it happens because you know it's coming. Yeah, when I played it at Hanover, people were like trying to dodge things. They were they're purposely doing things that they probably wouldn't normally do. You accept it's going to happen, don't you? So you go right. I'm probably going to have a chaff cloud there. Yeah. I'll dial a blue maneuver in, and yeah, you know, just hope for the best. A lot of people were only taking it though on there to like before it caught them off guard, but now they're like, right, I can I can manage to go through it one time, you know, or with one ship that didn't really matter as much. Like, I'll take it on that ship. I don't care, but the others will move out and dodge it. Yeah, I've played against the First Order a handful of times now, and instead of just dealing with it, I've kind of got very aggressive to catch them out. So they either have to launch it the next turn where it's not clipping anything, or they hold it, and by that point, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, cause in Germany, I, there was a couple of, like, I think maybe one or two games where I never got a decent opportunity to do it. I mean, I just did it for the sake of it because I, I was winning anyway, but they were definitely playing around it, which which may have caused me to lose, to be honest with you. But <clears throat> So, I mean, so what they had, so they had 40 players in Heat 3. Uh, just look at the other numbers and see what we got. Well, you're looking. I, I've got a list I would like to hit. Um, mm-hmm. It's Andrew Goldback. It's a scum and villainy list. So he's got Calf Scarlet, Notorious, Jamming Bean, Chaff Missile, Ahsoka, Contraband, Marauder. And he's got Q9 uh, with the Mandalorian, the Child of Jamming Bean, uh, Greedo, Burnout, Thrusters, and Razorcrest. But the ship I'm really impressed with that's there is Rook Cast with Marksmanship, Mandalorian, Super Commandos, Gar Saxon, Drop Bay, Contraband, and Swivel Wing. Swivel Wing. So Rook is the one who can uh, take strain to change a dice to a hit. It's so good. And I love that shit. Yeah, I've I've been really I've been flying that. It's like my my funsy list that I go to when I'm not tryharding. It's like mathematically gauntlets are more survivable than decimators. And And then having a shot that put like, I wish they were painted a little more with a little more intricacy. Yeah, yeah. It does seem a bit bland. Uh, I just but that's it. my only real criticism of the ship itself. They look like one of the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park when they were think wings are up, and I like that. Pterodactyls? No. Yeah, go. You know, he's just been awkward, just let him just agree with him. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I, so 123 players, I reckon. They had over three days. That's not uh, bad. So Sith, take, so Sith Taker open level. Yeah. That's it. So I think it's a weird one. Like, I think possibly having the three days diluted it down. Um, so I think, um, I think, so they, they essentially had three uh, five round events. So I wonder if that is that better than having. Two six round events, I don't know, but um, I wish we did five day events. Six, but like by the sixth game, it's a bit like five, five round, it. not five days. No, no, five round. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> long, it's been a long day, mate. I know. Well, <laughs> alert, guys. The next Sith Taker Open is a five day event. Yeah, <laughs> take a week and off. The winner is the one who can manage to go undefeated. 
Yeah, um, no, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think I think five rounds possibly with the four one cut is is better because certainly going six rounds with a five and one is pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll see if if we're gonna if we're gonna have the the X and one cut that we actually end up just uh, capping out of five rounds. I don't know. Yeah, because it's it's it was strange because in Hanover it was top eight. Yeah, so I think. I guess the way they looked at it probably was that, you know, because they were doing a day one A and a day one B for for Swiss and then finals on the Sunday, that they were wanted just to say, well, let's just do a a, um, a top 16. So they didn't want to have that fifth round for the top cut. So the easiest way to say that is that, you know, the top eight from each day, because you don't know when you put your tickets up on sale, like how many tickets you're going to sell. And then that obviously affects your, your, your how many X and ones you're going to have. Um, so it is, it is a simpler way just to say like top eight qualify. Uh, you do end up with some, you know, people just missing out on strength for schedule and stuff like that. But I think that's fine. Like, you know, it's, it's the system we're used to. Yeah. I like five rounds. It feels more manageable. Cause I think that was the issue. Just... With Gen Con with the final, was that they had to be out the hall by a certain time. So didn't wasn't the player meeting at like 7 a.m. in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was it. For the final day, because they had to be like playing by 8 o'clock. Um, so, you know, we talk about obviously endurance. Imagine if you were playing on day three. So the, you're, you're playing the Swiss on, on day three. You've finished your five-round event, and then you've got to be in the hall at 7 a.m. the next day. Hmm. So good job it wasn't a six round event, probably. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, someone's taken Denga. Yeah, no, I think you know he's he's still got a place in some scum lists. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the thing with scum is uh, scum is very much down to your flavor, what you, what you want to fly. Um, so there's definite room for tweaking stuff. No, it's not. I'm just sort of scanning for quickly, looking through some of the list. There's quite a lot of variety, isn't there? Which is nice. Yeah, like even looking at the um, the, the sort of the breakdown of factions over the three days. I mean, uh, apart from uh, Heat Two, where there was significantly less Republic, uh, most of the pie chunks are fairly even. Like I think day one, it looks almost completely even across like you know it's it's fairly balanced day two republic just are quite low and perhaps rebel are slightly higher and then day three um galactic empire are significantly larger um so they are over a quarter of the field um but yeah otherwise it looks fairly balanced you know all seven factions are represented each day is good to see yeah it seems like the the um the meta's quite balanced. And we're not just seeing the same lists when everywhere, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's FO. I mean, even that's not winning everywhere, is it? No, just seeing a lot of it, though. Yeah, but whenever something does well, it starts being everywhere, doesn't it? You know? Yeah. People think it's a path to greatness. <laughs> okay then so that's uh, all we're going to talk about um, Gen Con for now
going to move on to some more local events to us anyway, because we're planning on running a, well, I think it's been announced, hasn't it? A team event up yep. board in Brum. Yep, Sif Takers Squadrons uh, will be our first uh, team event in 2.5. So we have run team events before. Uh, this one will be, uh, say, so taking place 12th of November, board in Brum. Tickets are on sale. Uh, I think there's an early bird deal, uh, if I remember correctly. I think I set it up. So, yeah, if, um, £42 if paid before the 1st of September. So you've got, what, about two weeks left to buy your ticket um, at the early bird price. And then uh, we're looking at a four-round team event. I think it's capped at 16 teams. Teams are three, and there will be a pairings process of, of the uh uh, the team, so it's essentially three one-on-one games, and the team that wins the most uh, games in the round wins the round. And yeah, I suppose you know there, there will be draws as well. So we'll, we'll get that all um, uh, sort of ironed uh, out. Yeah, and uh, in your team of three, you can't take the same faction more than once. So it'll I've be already, great. I've already got my team. Me and Tim are in a team. And I can't. I don't know who else we've got because Rich has had to stop, hasn't he? But. It looks like I'm going to be in charge. And, uh, oh, God. I, I, I'm going to prepare a very special way of doing my pairings. Okay. A dice? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> not. Who knows? Depends what I feel like on each round. I mean, like, I've said that's fine. Like, uh, So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it obviously goes. Because uh, it might be that if we have an odd number, maybe we don't play. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see how, how it all pans out. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll see how uh, obviously sign-ups go, and I basically said I can play, but I'll be running the event, so I'm not taking any uh, adult responsibilities that weekend bar, bar running the event. Uh, so you that's can, why you I'm can, the captain. Well, that's <laughs> it. You can, you can just point me at people, and I will go and play them. It'd be great. Who's our third? Did we get a third person? Or did we not sort it out? No, we probably need to find somebody, I guess. Um yeah, we can we can work that out. We'll, we'll, we'll recruit a, a suitable ringer, or if not, I'll play two games at once. Yeah, be fine. But I'm yeah. sure we had um, a team event before where you actually had to do that. Me play two games. Yeah, nah. I'm sure it was you. Someone had to. I can't. Maybe it was Colin. I can't remember. Can't remember. I, I, it, I, it was I, one point. Oh, it was a long time ago. I don't think I would have done something that that like that. You probably played two games, but it was probably across two rounds, Tim, and Ben's getting confused. <laughs> no, someone definitely was playing two because two people had to drop out, so they jumped in to keep a team going. It was like two separate teams as well. It was great. So I've got my team. <laughs> I just need to pay up. Oh, you've got Pocknell, haven't you? Yeah, it's me, Adam, and Pocknell. Liam's tryharding again. To be fair, our, our original third has uh, stopped playing X-Wing, so I was like, who do I get? And then I was like, oh, I'll just uh, try my luck. That seemed really sudden as well. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, oh, I'll just give it a go. And then uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I found a third. Yeah, that's and good. Naturally, I'm going to slowly pass all captain duties on to him so I don't <laughs> have to do anything. I hope he makes sure. I struggle enough remembering to breathe. 
mean, it's a three-player team. Like the pairings process will be dead easy. You're each going to put forward a list in secret, reveal, and then you basically you know, choose out of the the two main lists what what plays what, and then then the, the third matchup is the two lists that aren't selected. So it'll it'll be over mm. in like thirty seconds, hopefully. Ben's heard that before. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it should be a good day. Team events always good fun, uh, nice sort of social sort of event as well. Um, yeah, uh, I think you're going to share a link for this. Yeah, yeah, I'll put I'll put a, li- a link in the notes, and I'll probably um, do some social media posts next week or two to remind people that there's an early bird price that they can take advantage of. Uh, yeah, and then the next event, I suppose, going backwards will be my one day event on October first. Uh, so although it now clashes with the, the London GT, uh, I don't think we're going to lose that many people from the North. Uh, we might lose a few from the South who are planning to travel up, but chatting to Ollie, uh, he's still tempted to come up, uh, cause he's already got world's invite. So doesn't need to go to London GT. Um, the winner will get a painted ship from Enigma war game of their choice. And there's loads of random prizes. Painted. Um, yeah. so painted fang, fang fire and stuff like that. Getting feedback off somebody. That's Ben. What's that? A bit of feedback. It's, it's fine. We're, we're good. Uh, right. And then I suppose the other event we can chat about is uh, the next one, probably on the horizon, about a little over a month away now, is Ash's uh, X-Wing charity event at Board in Brum. Uh, so it's a one-day event, and it's raising uh, funds to send army cadets uh, to South Africa, so uh, a good cause. So uh, it looks like he's got some nice prizes already lined up. Uh, what's it? Five rounds, depending on numbers. So four or five rounds. So registration 9 a.m. So it's not too early. And he's currently got. Oh, he's only got half a dozen players. So let's see if we can get a few more people signed up to that. The, the prize support is ridiculous for it. To be fair. Yeah, so you got. Um, if you go, you yeah. get something nice. I'm just looking at it now. So you got Funko Pop. Uh, you've got uh, System Open um, prizes, frosted plastics, uh, Beskar. You've got uh, yeah, quite a bit of uh, all bits of bobs. And it's to be. Uh, is the Boba Fett? Is that the painted Boba Fett? Is that for winner or something? I don't know, but. Uh, yeah, that I think. Well, it might be a participation prize or something, but uh, that's a Enigma War Gaming one, and I believe he's getting like a proper printed uh, rifle and helmet for the winner. Cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a Gauntlet Fighter, a Razor Crest. So yeah, there's a load, a load of real cool prizes there. So, uh, what is the ticket price for your event? see more so it's 15 pound a ticket uh pay paypal and uh yeah um well share the link so that so people can see um boarding brum if you've not been before there's uh quite a bit of free parking on site uh quite a spacious uh hall you've got uh tables at a good height so it'll be nice to obviously get a few people down there and uh yeah play some uh play some nice games I'm really looking forward to it. Boarding Brum's a great it, venue as well. It's nice having a venue like that on your doorstep. It's hard to have... Well, normally it's just a sort of shop with like three or four tables, isn't it? But 
it's got a shop and it's got enough space for like 30 X-Wing games. It's a, it's a really nice space to be in. Then it's got cheap food and drink. I say food, drink, snacks, but it's good. I like having it out like a 40 minute walk away. No, it's it's really nice and it's it's spacious, isn't it? And the benches are at a height that's good for even a short person like me. <laughs> yeah, well, me me and uh, Brian Clark built them. Like he built built a couple, showing what to do, and then we just started like turned up one day and we just started getting them together. Because one of my biggest gripes with a few shops is that the tables are too low. So after game two, like my back's like, what are you doing? You bending <laughs> over? Don't think you are. That's what you get for being a giant, though. Yeah, I know. So I built giant tables. <laughs> I think that's everything, isn't it? I think so, yeah. So I'm going to go a bit of a quick uh, roundabout. Is there, is there, have you got any shout-outs, Lee? Uh, I'm going to shout at Board in Brum. Uh, I'm going to shout at Darren Granger as well. You do have to. Yeah, I do, because I was not having a great time. Part of the reason I haven't been here for like three weeks. And uh, he knew I was requesting just to buy someone's uh, a third road class starfighter so I didn't have to buy a pack. And he was a giant sweetie. And uh, he sent me a pack. Bless him. <laughs> no, he's a good guy, Darren. Behind all his horrible jokes, he's a very nice person. They're lovely jokes. <laughs> Any shout-outs from you, Tim? No, I think we've done it really with the... Um the event chat so i think i'm all good i'm also i can't think of anyone to shout out to be honest um just anyone who i didn't shout out last week for hanover because i was a bit distracted so anyway um it's goodbye from me it's uh goodbye from tim goodbye goodbye from liam toodles and we'll see you next time Messages.